Great. And as you, um, as you crowd around your different station, why don't you um, turn someone that you don't know and ask them why they picked that station? Find someone that you don't know and ask them why they picked that station. And as you talk with them, as you talk with them, ask them if they could have been any other type, what type would they have been? So if you could have been any other type, what type would you have been? I know, I can't. I know. Thank you. There we go. Sorry, it's quite hard to be loud enough. But no, we're not clapping. That's not what's happening now. I'm just trying to make myself loud enough to be heard. Um, so I just want to ask, uh, obviously you've spoken one other person. I want to ask one person from each section why you chose what you chose. So Mark Adderley, why did you choose Let Me Experience? Um, uh, because I suppose I, I can see God in so many things in the countryside, particularly in, uh, in Scotland. Uh, get a decent bit of weather and on top of a mountain, you can't, um, I, I find it uh, a place where I feel very close to God. Fantastic. And which of the other types is the type you understand the least? So you think, oh, I, just, I just don't get how they engage with the world. Oh, you're very intelligent, so maybe you have... Um, you understand the one Miranda's in. Miranda's in. Where's Miranda? Where's Miranda? Miranda's talking. Gosh, this is... I feel like um, a show host. Miranda Adderley, um, why did you um, choose Talk With Me? Um, because I'm not very good at holding logical arguments, but I do love to talk. And I do love to ask people about themselves, I think. Great. And if you could have picked any other type, what would you have picked? Uh, I think it would be Let Me Experience. Interesting. Yep. Great. <laughs> um, Stephen Warwick, why did you pick Convince Me? Um, I guess from a, quite a young age, I've always had a lot of friends who had very intense and logical questions about my faith and why I was a Christian. So I've grown up trying, probably quite badly, to answer those questions. And so it's just kind of been the, the style that I've defaulted to. So I, I really love like apologetics and thinking about why I have like the faith that I have, but like explaining that to people as well. Great. And um, which is the type that you relate to the least? <clears throat> um, probably experience me, because I don't okay. like being outside. Do so you like... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Warwick has defeated mission styles. Well done. Thank you very much. And um, someone from Show Me, um, James, James White. Yes! You weren't making eye contact and you were close to Gemma. Why did you, um, why did you pick Show Me? Um, I like to think of myself as practical and down to earth. Um, no, I, it's the only one I People could... are laughing near Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, I probably didn't relate as much to the other ones as I did to this one, and... I found soul food has been really helpful for my faith, so that I kind of connected with that, really. Great. And if you could um, magically become one of the other types, Oof. what would you um, pick? Probably convince me, because okay. I respect people who can put an argument together. Yeah. I can't. Maybe you can learn. I'm a rambling mess. You're, not, you're doing yeah. a great job. Right, you're not thanks. even rambling. <laughs> Fantastic. So there are lots and lots of different ways 
uh, of relating to God and sharing our faith. And we, um, we have uh, a very broad spectrum uh, of people. We seem to have more people at the kind of talk with me end than we do kind of down the practical show me or the let me experience end. But uh, there's a, a real mix uh, of different ways that we engage with God. So let's uh, take our seats and we're going to have our Bible reading next. Our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, beginning at verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on, as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way 
and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Great. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have uh, five minutes where we explore this passage briefly uh, and talk about the Talk With Me mission styles. Um, And then I'm going to invite uh, Ray up and we're going to have a conversation. So um, I'm going to talk for five minutes and then we'll have a a bit of a conversation. So this uh, passage, I think, is a really, really good example of some people having a conversation. Uh, Two people have a a conversation and through it, uh, they start to connect more deeply with Jesus. Uh, Jesus has uh, died, he's been crucified, and he's uh, gone to the grave, he's been in the grave for three days, uh, and then he appears to these followers on the Emmaus Road. Uh, And at this point, they have no idea who they're talking to. Uh, As they walk along with Jesus and as they talk with him, they have no idea who Jesus is. And as they talk and as they explain how they're feeling, as uh, Jesus asks them questions, they connect more deeply with Jesus. When you've ever been in a a situation where um, you've just needed to express something, you've had to, you couldn't keep it bottled up inside, but you needed to use words to describe it. Uh, Sometimes when we're uh, in worship, uh, the words on the screen don't really seem to articulate what it is that I want to say to God. So in that moment, uh, I'll just use words to articulate uh, the thing that's going on within me. Uh, as we uh, speak and as we talk with and as we relate to God, uh, our words draw us uh, more deeply sometimes into uh, his presence and a sense of who he is and what he's doing. Uh, you'll, you'll have noticed in that passage, hopefully, uh, that uh, these two followers, the two disciples of Jesus, uh, they have lots of doubts and lots of questions. Uh, and they don't keep it bottled up. Uh, they don't keep it quiet. They're not uh, silent as Jesus uh, talks to them or, or rants at them, uh, but they engage in that conversation. They explain how they're feeling. Uh, they bring all of their doubts, all of their questions, all of their concerns to Jesus. Uh, and as they bring those doubts, questions, and concerns to Jesus, as they explain what it is that's going on, they're drawn closer to Jesus. Uh, maybe you're here tonight uh, and you don't have a faith but you have lots and lots of questions and you have lots of doubts and lots of things that you want to say to God. Well, you can say those things to God tonight, tomorrow, over the course of the week. You can tell God uh, exactly how you're feeling. Uh, And as you uh, start to tell him uh, what's going on with you, as you start to bring your doubts and your questions and your concerns, as you follow the example of the disciples in this passage, Uh, we find ourselves drawn more closely into God. Uh, We have a a deeper understanding of who he is and how he cares for each of us. So uh, in this passage, we see people use words to be drawn closer to God. Uh, And Jesus uh, also uses words to uh, share uh, who he is and what he's doing. Now, uh, tonight we're going to talk briefly about uh, how we share faith through conversations. Uh, In that uh, conversation Jesus has with the disciples, uh, he doesn't just leave it at the surface level. Uh, He says uh, he wants to know uh, how they're feeling, what's going on with them. He asks questions that will uh, open them up a little bit. Uh, Jesus says, uh, what is it that you're discussing as you walk? What is it that you're discussing as you walk together? Uh, Jesus doesn't just jump into that conversation with his own agenda. Uh, When we're uh, sharing our faith, when we're talking to people about Jesus, uh, we don't just jump in with our own agenda and say, this is the the thing that you need to know. But Jesus uh, asks them a question. He says, what are you talking about? Uh, Sharing our faith, talking about Jesus, is much more about learning to ask good questions than it is talking about Jesus all the time. 
about ramming our own ideas and our own agenda. Talking with people about Jesus is much more about learning how to listen really well, about how to ask good questions. Jesus says, what is it that you're talking about? And he doesn't force his own agenda onto them, uh, but instead he starts to talk with them and he listens to their story. Uh, And maybe, uh, I think if anyone had uh, the perfect response in that moment, uh, Jesus did. Uh, Jesus would have known uh, exactly what uh, the killer argument was, what the uh, most compelling, most convincing thing uh, that he could could say to them. But Jesus stays quiet and the, the disciples kind of ramble on, don't they? And they talk, and it feels like they never really stop talking for for verse after verse after verse. They keep on talking, and Jesus doesn't interrupt them. He doesn't interrupt them and say, oh, no, no, you need to know this one thing. If Jesus is willing to listen to people ramble and witter on, and even though he has the perfect response, he's patient and kind, and he lets them talk, then maybe you and me need to learn how to listen to people and not just jump in with our own agenda and with our own thoughts and ideas. We, um, uh, the people we had round for uh, dinner for a roast last night, um, I, I ended up um, being a bit annoyed at one of them. Um, and as they were, um, as they were talking um, uh, about something, I, I asked them a question. And have you ever asked a question which um, is so full of your own agenda and so full of your own perspective that you, you kind of, um, you, you, without actually saying what you believe, you let them know exactly um, how disappointed you are that they might believe the thing that they're talking about? Jesus doesn't ask questions like that. He doesn't uh, force his own agenda. He doesn't land anything on them. But he just asks, he says, what, what are you talking about? Uh, what is it you're talking about? And as uh, he asks a good question, and as he sits back and listens, he hears their story. And he hears their concerns, and he hears their worries, and he hears the, the things that are going on deep within them. Talk with me means that we don't just sit at a surface level, but we start to dig a little bit deeper. We let people share, we listen to their stories, we hear their fears, their worries, their concerns, their anxieties. And then as they speak, when they're finished, Jesus has heard their story, he's listened to them, and he starts to explain his story. And he says, well, didn't you know that the Son of God had to suffer and die before he could enter into his glory? Jesus listens to them, he asks questions, he hears their story, and then he shares his own story, he shares his own perspective. Uh, talk with me means that we, we get good at sharing stories. Uh, we get good at uh, articulating what it is that's going on with us. I wonder if I asked you tonight, uh, what is it that God's been saying to you over the last week, uh, over the last month, over the last two months? Would you have uh, an answer to that question? We have uh, friends, family, colleagues that we're going to see uh, over the course of the next week. Uh, and they want to uh, hear the difference that Jesus is making in each of our lives. They want to hear the stories as to uh, what it is that God's doing, what he's saying to each of us. Uh, do you have a, a response to that? Uh, as they share their stories, you ask them questions. Do you know what it is that you might want to say? Uh, where is it that you're praying and you're seeing God change something? Uh, what's the difference that Jesus is making in your life? Uh, Jesus listens to them. Uh, He asks them really good questions. He hears their concerns, their worries, their fears. And then Jesus shares his story and he points them to Jesus. As they're uh, walking along, they uh, go to the house and he breaks bread with them. They start to recognize who it is that Jesus is. How are you uh, over the course of sharing your faith, over the course of telling your story and what it is that God's done for you? What's the difference he's making in your life? Uh, How are you able to point people into a relationship with God? It's not about landing your own agenda, uh, saying you've got to lead people through a seven-step process and then at the end you'll pray a prayer with them. But, but how are you listening to them? 
How are you giving them space uh, to share their thoughts? Um, I'm going to invite um, Ray up now, and we're going to have a, a conversation around practically um, how we can have those conversations really well. Um, why don't we welcome Ray to the stage? Might want to clap. It's important when you have someone in your home that you give them cake, isn't it? So um, fortunately, um, Farywell Youth have um, provided lots of cake. So I don't know if it's all been sold, but um, they would like very generous donations for the cake they provided, which we, we have. I, I donated on your behalf, Ray. You were, you were too tight. But um, <laughs> this is, um, that's your bit of cake. I think it's chocolate cake. Do you like chocolate cake? That's not bad. Uh, hang on, I'll give you a mic, then we can all hear you. Great, so um, Ray is uh, Ray's really fantastic at having uh, conversations with people uh, about um, faith and God. You, um, you seem to do a, a very good job at getting people to Alpha. Yeah, I think, um, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I just think um, Alpha is a really good informal way to hopefully start people's relationship with God. Great. And so um, before we kind of talk about stuff, let, let's get to know Ray. So over the past seven days, there has been a question that has dominated the whole world. Ray, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? <laughs> and when you say, when we've heard what you've done, I'm going to show what I've done. And what I've done is actually criminal. So you don't want to go, you don't want to go too low because otherwise I'm going to make you look a bit wet. So... Mm. Naughtiest thing I've ever done. Um, I guess, like, um, so I'm not really proud of this, but so I used to be a manager of McDonald's, and you know, one of the perks is we used to we can take any food we want, so we could eat any food anytime, and you just say it's quality testing. So <laughs> I, I may have done that quite a few times. Great. What so. was your favourite thing to steal? Oh, everything's good at McDonald's, no? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, legit. I give you that. I am. Um, if I was going to steal anything, I would probably steal um, a Cadbury's Dairy Milk McFlurry. That's good. That would be my preference. So, the naughtiest thing that I've ever done, it's kind of a similar theme to yours. Um, when I was um, 16, I worked in a, a tea shop in the Lake District, and um, I, had a, I spoke about my boss maybe last week, and he's, um, he was a, an angry Irish man. And I, um, I really didn't like my boss. And I, I couldn't quite work out how to tell my boss that I didn't like him because I was 16 and male. Um, and so uh, what I would do is every once in a while when he wasn't there, I would go and I would steal a brownie. And there's, we, I think we all have like, things that we've done when we were young that just we have like, overwhelming guilt about. I think, oh, it's not really that bad, but I would, um, I would regularly steal cake. And every once in a while I have a, a crisis around should I put like, money in an envelope? and send it to him to atone for that. But I, that's the naughtiest thing that I've ever done. So, what, um, what, what do you do, Ray? What do I do? So I'm a UX designer for Visit Scotland. And what does that mean you do? <laughs> and you, when I'm eating cake, you need to talk for longer. That's the... Yeah, I, I, well, I get so many people asking me that. So a UX designer um, is basically, I look at um, the website, so visitscotland.com, and I look at how users interact with the different elements and try and best optimize it for them. I still don't really understand. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a web designer. Great. And you make cool apps, don't you? Uh, not too bad. We have yeah. a... Okay. Um, so we're, we're, talking, we're going to talk about conversations. So I wonder, what's the, um, has there been a conversation for you that you think that was a really significant conversation? Yeah. Um, so I remember a few years ago, I was, in a, I was actually coming back from a short-term mission trip in Serbia. And on the way, on the plane back, I wasn't actually sitting beside my team for whatever reason. 
um, I was just sitting beside this, this random guy and we just got chatting and I was just explaining to him what we were doing in, the, um, in Serbia and kind of explaining about my faith and he was just one of these guys, I don't think he believed in God, but he didn't even know that Christians go out into different countries and tell about God and stuff. Um, so just, just you know, being stuck with him for the last three hours, just explaining faith and what we do. And I just remember at the end of it, just thinking, you know, this evangelism thing, it's not too bad, it's not too scary. So after that, it made me confident on speaking to, you know, work colleagues and friends and family. Wow. So you, so you, you spoke to them for faith about three hours? It's about three hours. Wow, um, man. Listen sometimes as well. So, okay, so. yeah, smashed it. <laughs> So, um, uh, so that's a, that's the time when it's gone fairly well. Have you ever tried to um, talk with someone about faith and it's gone spectacularly wrong? Many times, many, many give times. Us, give us the worst moments. Uh, yeah, so um, I remember finishing work um, uh, and then met up with my cousin. We just had went to the pub, had a couple of drinks, just catching up and stuff. Um, I remember during that time I was like really big on apologetics, so I read a lot of stuff. And watched a lot of stuff on Ravi Zacharias on apologetics and stuff, and I'm just thinking, okay, I've nailed this apologetics, I'm going to try it out. Um, <laughs> um, and he was the closest thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my cousin is, is very smart, and you know, I just hate smart people. And you know, he, he had a lot of good questions back, which I, I just couldn't answer, I'm being honest. And then I just remember thinking, I've not cracked apologetics, <laughs> humbled to the max, um, yeah. And, and so what did you do? Did you just shut the conversation down or did you burst into tears and run out of the room? What was your exit strategy? No, I, well, we just, like, I just, I was, you know, um, honest with him, saying, you know what, I don't actually know the question, um, know the answer to that. Um, but I did, my plan was to ask my pastor, because that's what you do, right? And apologetics, if you can't answer it, I'm going to ask my pastor. Yeah, you asked Dave. Ask Dave, okay. Um, But yeah, so I met with my pastor, asked him all the hard questions and kind of answered it to my cousin, so. Wow, okay. So um, I wonder, how do you, um, so often when we're trying to think about sharing our faith and uh, talking about Jesus, I I don't even know how to begin that conversation. So how, how do you begin that conversation? Yeah, I think... I think the key is to be natural, to be yourself. Like you said, like you, you don't want to go with an agenda. Um, I think sometimes the conversation naturally goes towards there. Um, so I guess an example is tomorrow when I go back to work, people will ask me, well, what have you been doing? I'll be like, I'm going to church. Hmm. So to, you know, people will either go, oh, okay, that's cool, and just leave it at that, or they'll be like, oh, cool, um, what did you learn, or what do you do in church and stuff? So I think um, having the conversations natural as, as possible is the best way. Yeah, I think knowing a good like conversation starter like that, so so kind of being open about the church event you just went to, the people that you met with, whatever. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really helpful way. Um, and so when you're kind of when you're sharing your faith and you're talking about Jesus with people, how, how do you feel? Are you like sweaty palms, panicking? Are you cool as a fox? Are you? Um, a bit of both actually. Sometimes, <laughs> um, sometimes you you don't know what's happening, so. Um... But I think um, usually I'm all right because usually, you know, I, I know them. You know, it's a yeah. bit scary if you don't know them, I think. Um, but I'm working with these guys or it's my cousin. I've known all my life. Um, so it's kind of all right. Yeah. And um, do you have any kind of top tips for how to have a really good conversation about Jesus? 
Um, well, yeah, I think the best is being honest, and I think you said it earlier, is just to listen. You know, sometimes it can be easy as Christians to just preach at people, uh-huh. um, but the, I think the key is to listen to them as well. That's cool. And have you, um, have you read anything or heard anything that's been particularly helpful for you that you've thought, oh, this was, a, this was really helpful for me in having conversation with my um, friends, colleagues, family? Yeah, I think well, there's lots of good things on YouTube and stuff. And, you know, again, like um, a big thing on apologetics is Ravi Zacharias on YouTube. He's very good. Um, and I think, well, whereas in the Bible it says, you know, you should always have an answer to, to your faith, what you believe in. So I think that is, you know, that's, that's to all of us. Um, I think that's key. Yeah. And one of the things um, that we do at P's and G's that's really good for the kind of talk with me stuff uh, is we, uh, I mentioned earlier, is we run an Alpha course. So Alpha is a, a 10-week um, course where there's a, a kind of some content from a video and then we have a, a discussion uh, as a, in small groups about what we thought about that, what we agreed, what we disagreed with. Uh, and I guess that's a, that's a really good uh, space to be able to kind of wrestle out those kind of questions. So maybe you're here and you think, oh, I have lots of questions and I want to sit down and have a conversation and go a bit deeper with someone. Uh, then we've got an alpha course that's launching uh, in the autumn that's a really good place for you to uh, come and have those conversations. Alternatively, you might be a talk with me. Um, we need alpha people to help out. So we would love for you uh, to come and join our team. Ray's uh, part of our team. He's really good at uh, having those conversations. So thank you so much, Ray, for, um, for giving us your time. We're going to hand over to Mark and Carrie, and they're going to lead us in some kind of response. Fantastic. Can we give these guys a hand? Um, This is great. So often in a service, when we come to this moment, what we do is we have a quiet moment and we all have a personal response. But uh, tonight is talk to me. So we feel that might kind of jettison what we're, what we're up to. Um, so for just two minutes, what we're going to ask is for folks to have a conversation with folks around them. Um, and it, there's just a, a simple question. Uh, where do conversations of faith show up in your normal day-to-day life? And where is Jesus in these conversations? Where do conversations of faith show up in your normal day-to-day life? And where is Jesus in these conversations. So just with the folks around you as the band come up and, and get ready, we'll continue in worship. Um, let's just have a bit of, a bit of chat around that for a couple of minutes.
Okay, we're just going to start to wrap up those conversations and we're, um, we're just going to move into a time of worship just to end our service. You can continue your conversations later for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll just take a moment to pray. Uh, do you want to all stand just as we uh, come to worship? Um, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time um, to talk with each other and just um, figure out what it looks like to, um, to share our faith with other people and just to explore, explore you and explore your character and, and more of you. Um, Lord, and just as we're coming into worship, I just pray that we would connect with you and um, yeah, just in, in the stillness and, and then also in the, um, the, the loud praise, Lord, that we would just connect with you um, and learn something more of you tonight. Amen. <clears throat> 